0: Welcome to An Unexpected Launch, a series of stories about ordinary people who've navigated extraordinary circumstances. Join us for conversations with women, men, and children involved in mixed orientation marriages or a marriage where one spouse is straight and the other is gay. I'm Kirsten, creator of the blog and podcast An Unexpected Launch. And today I'm speaking with Ethan. Ethan is the oldest of our three boys. He just celebrated his 22nd birthday and is in his fourth year at Western Washington University. He's majoring in statistics with a minor in computer science. Ethan, welcome to an unexpected launch.
1: Thank you for having me, very excited to be here.
0: Thank you so much, Ethan, for showing up today and bravely sharing your story with us. It's important to share stories of children who unexpectedly learn that a parent is gay I want parents to know what their children might be feeling, experiencing, and thinking. And I want other children in your situation to know that they're not alone and that better days lie ahead. I'd to start with you just describing one of your favorite memories of our family before Dad came out.
1: Yeah, when I think about favorite memories um, of our family um, would have always been the trips and the vacations that we took. Because um, we definitely had crazy lives. Uh, the household was, was always chaotic. Um, uh, but when we were able to go on the trips, it was a fun chance for us to really kind of escape, uh, that reality for a moment and spend that quality time with us five. And, uh, I think if I had to pick a favorite trip out of them all, um, it would definitely be the trip to Mexico. We traditionally took a lot of trips to big cities and did the museums and, uh, maybe not so much kind of the fun, uh, beach and chill, uh, vacation. And so that was fun to um, not only spend time with uh, us five kind of away from our home, but uh, to also do it in such a fun, uh, relaxing environment.
0: We had some incredible adventures, and that was one of the things that dad and I loved gifting most of all was trips for our family. So I'm, I love hearing that that's one of your favorite memories. What did you love most about our family?
1: Um, I, th- I gotta say it was the love and support Um, I felt, you know, not only with just our immediate family, but the extended family, the love and support that, you know, I had going through uh, my different stages of school and getting off to college, um, I think was something I have always been super grateful for, um, would never take for granted because uh, a lot of people, you know, uh, not just in the U.S., but out there in the world don't have uh, the love and support system that I was raised into. And so I've been uh, very grateful for that.
0: Ethan, you have a unique perspective on the knowledge of dad being gay, and I'd like for you to share how you came to discover this.
1: Yeah, uh, wow, where do I even begin? This, uh, you know, my memory from this day is uh, still a little blurred. I mean, it's uh, back from five years ago. Um, and uh, the, you know, the thing I remember most about that day um, was essentially going into uh, our home office in our old house, uh, where I needed to print something off dad's computer. And that was a very typical thing. And I got onto his computer, and the first tab that was open was a Gmail inbox. And I, at first, was uh, like, hey, here's a red flag, because I knew my dad very well. I was on his computer a lot, and I knew he had you know, Comcast, Outlook, all that, but definitely not Gmail. So at first, I thought, all right, something interesting here. Um, and as I started going through the messages, as of course I was very nosy and curious at that age, um, I started to realize that it was actually a secretive email um, that Dad was using to communicate with other um, men out in you know the Seattle community um, that were in the same exact position, whether you know they were uh, confused or questioning or actually you know fully out um, or knew that they needed to come out but hadn't done so yet. So at first, I was totally freaked out, not even sure what to think. I thought, hey, maybe this is uh, somebody else's email that he's got open on his computer for some reason or or whatnot. Uh, And so I decided to try and put that to the side, and I um, continued on with uh, trying to print my document. And as I went to go and find the document, I had uh, emailed myself to his computer I was going through and I saw a recent download of a PDF. Can't remember the title, but it it caught my eye to the point where I went ahead and clicked on it and realized that it was a book for, um, you know, helping give advice to men that were in dad's position that needed to come out, Uh, knew they were gay, but uh, had that family that uh, was kind of preventing them from being able to do it so simply. Um, So that was, you know, that was really hard because... I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what was real, Um, what this all meant. Was he questioning? Was this just maybe some ideas he had and some conversations he was carrying out with folks? Or was it, you know, he's ready to do do this tomorrow? Um, And so that was a, a very interesting day to say the least.
0: And I didn't know that you had discovered this. I actually found this out several months after dad came out. Did you ever consider asking dad or telling me what you found?
1: Oh God, I did. You know, it was, I, at first had thought about, do I tell my brothers? I mean, at that age, they were so young. I thought there's no way I can bring that to their attention. And so I did. I thought about confronting dad and I thought how uncomfortable that would be and how, um, You know, typically somebody doesn't want to be potentially outed before they can out themselves. And so I didn't want to put him in a position where he had to tell me right there or, you know, kind of spill the beans. And, you know, at that age, I just kind of kept to myself. I thought, maybe I'll tell mom. Um, And I thought, nope, that could kill her. That would throw all these ideas. I don't want to push divorce Um, because that wasn't honestly the first thought in my head was that, you know, this, him coming out could mean divorce. Um, and so that was where, yeah, I kind of kept to myself. And I said, you know, my, my dad's the type of person that probably wouldn't keep something secret too long. Uh, so I'm sure I'll hear about it soon enough. Um, of course, I didn't. And uh, it, you know, it turned into uh, a very couple of interesting years of, of figuring out when that would, may happen.
0: I can't even begin to tell you how i I felt so horrible when I learned about this, and I still to this day carry guilt and i I just I'm so sorry that you you found out in that way. How did it feel to carry that secret for two years?
1: It was really hard um if I could use one word, it would definitely be you know anxious. I went day by day um you know thinking. Uh, we're gonna have a discussion, uh, you know. Every dinner or every little one-on-one conversation I'd have with my dad, I thought, "Hey, is this the time that he's gonna break the news?" And so I felt like I was, you know, I was expecting something to come. And after you know, a few months went by, nothing happened. I got a little confused, um, and I started doubting myself. I said, "Hey, if it hasn't happened now, it's I could have been fake. It could have actually been something I was." breeding way into or he was helping somebody else out and he's not in this position maybe he's trying to be a secretive leader um and so I for the longest time you know wasn't sure what to expect and after about a year went by um I got into my senior year and you know I was getting ready to apply for colleges and uh graduate high school and at that point I had so much else going on in my mind I said hey this if it hasn't happened now it's probably not happening so i kind of shelved it and i said we'll see what happens but for now i just got to kind of focus and pretend everything is okay so
0: i can relate to you in that i found things throughout our marriage and and like you i found all sorts of reasons to explain away what i found i thought maybe i misinterpreted something and just like you i continued to shelve it and i wished that it would would go away mm-hmm. So obviously it didn't go away and, and dad did come out. What memories do you have of that morning that dad came out?
1: Yeah, we were sitting uh, for breakfast and it was interesting because I noticed that it was a little more put together than a typical breakfast at the Duncan household. We were all sitting down, uh, at, you know, at our seats, the food in front of us. Uh, and it reminded me of a uh, memory I had way back, I believe in third grade, where um, you all sat us down and it was the big discussion of, hey, we're moving, we're selling the house, we're heading to a whole nother uh, city and a whole nother school, whole new friend group. And so I remember that was such a impactful discussion we had. And there was like this feeling in the room that I had in that third grade discussion that I had when we sat down, um, for this breakfast. And so I immediately knew like something's up, whether it, and the, the really ironic part about it is that over these two years, I had totally kind of forgotten about the email and the stuff I had found on his computer. And so that wasn't the first thing that popped up. It was, okay, are we selling the house? Is somebody ill? Is, are we moving to another country? What's going on here? And so I was ready. And then still very shocked when I heard that um, he was coming out. So it was interesting to say the least.
0: After after we had a conversation with you, three boys, dad and I told you that his being gay wasn't a secret and we gave you the freedom to tell who you wanted, what you wanted. It was important to us that we didn't burden you, three boys, now with a secret. Did you tell anybody?
1: At first, uh, not other than really my best friend um, and a couple other close friends here uh, in Bellevue. And at first it started off with uh, just the divorce. You know, I I didn't even know how to approach the subject of my dad coming out to some of my closest friends, which I think was one of the most challenging parts in that whole uh, knowledge that my dad's coming out and almost this kind of secret um, uh, that was that I'm holding back from my friends. So, you know, I slowly worked towards, you know, kind of one friend at a time telling them, uh, you know, my dad is out. And uh, it slowly got easier for me um, the more people I told and, you know, the less of a reaction I got than I was expecting. Um, and so from there, it made it easier. But it, for the uh, for a few months, it, it was definitely very tough to figure out how to explain kind of the full situation uh, to everybody.
0: I remember feeling completely overwhelmed, trying to find the words. When I would think about telling my friends, I I didn't even know the words. I didn't know how to start the conversation. So I I relate to what you're saying. Did you feel that your friends were supportive?
1: I did. Um, I also knew that it was hard for them to know exactly how to support me. Uh, A lot of kids... Or not uh, a lot of kids, a lot of friends uh, of mine had had parents that had divorced, but that wasn't because one of them had come out. And so I think they came at it from definitely an aspect of like, hey, your parents are getting divorced. It's totally normal. This is how my life has gone. And look how, you know, simple and non chaotic it's turned out into But the, the hardest part was that it felt like, uh, you know, they were only able to support me with the divorce aspect I had no idea really how to support me with the fact that my dad's out and, and kind of what that means for me.
0: I think it's hard. I know that a lot of my friends asked how they could support me, and I, I had no idea. I Like you, I I I didn't know. So you had come home to that weekend in October. Originally, you had planned to come home as a surprise visit to surprise me. And... After we told you it, I was in so much pain knowing that we were going to share this news with you and then send you back to Purdue. What was it like to head back to school by yourself, an eighteen-year-old, his first year in college, with the knowledge my dad's gay?
1: It was extremely tough for a number of reasons. Um, you know, first starting out uh, when I went to Purdue, which is uh, all the way on Indiana in the Midwest. It it as I was traveling back, you know, it's a couple of plane rides and, and a shuttle back to campus and each mile I traveled further away from home, it, it really put it in perspective how far I am away from what just happened. And it felt like, you know, I was getting kind of forced into this escape and it, it was hard because I had to leave, um, all of this news. I just kind of been, that had been dawned on me. Uh, so it was really difficult. And the other aspect that uh, made it challenging was the fact that I was going, you know, back to one of the most conservative states in the U.S. Um, Had it been, you know, me going to school in California, it could have been a completely different story. Um, I do believe that it was very tough for me going into a place where, you know, hey, I'm the kid from Seattle, Washington over on the, you know, the liberal West Coast. And uh, I had felt like I was starting to become almost a minority because I was not from Indiana, I was, didn't quite share their political views, and hey, my dad's gay, which, uh, you know, their governor, uh, or their previous governor when I was there, uh, was trying to put things in place to have the uh, reverse uh, psychology um, made available for people who are gay in Indiana, where if you are gay, you go through the treatment so that you don't have to be gay, and they saw it as this disease, so I felt like I was coming back um, with a dad who you know wouldn't have been viewed as a normal person in that state and that was uh, very very challenging for me.
0: So in addition to that feeling challenging and 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 I I can't imagine the again you know first you you knew for two years before dad actually came out and you had this knowledge and now you still feel that you're carrying this secret because you can't be fully open with the people in your fraternity the people around you what other aspects did you find most challenging in those months after dad came out
1: to begin with you know i had this was my first semester at college um way far away from home with no you know family nearby uh, aunts or uncles or anybody that i could go and kind of stay with and talk through this so it was very challenging because i like you said, I had this kind of secret I was holding um, with me and I had to not think about all of that while I was still trying to get good grades in school um, and you know go through bloodship with a fraternity. Um, and so it, it, was, it wasn't easy. Um, and uh, needless to say, when uh, Aiden got in his car accident in December, you know, leading up to finals week and everything, it, um, definitely, it definitely started to bring me to a breaking point.
0: I remember being in the ICU at Harborview and you calling me in tears. You were going through um, all sorts of pledge activities at your fraternity, you were struggling through school and you just weren't sure how you were going to go forward. And my heart completely broke in that moment because I knew you were so struggling and you were so far away and I didn't know how I could help you. What resources did you turn to?
1: At first, I didn't know where to go. I wasn't sure what to do. So at first, I really had no resources that I was relying on, other than a couple friends here and there that I felt like I could confide in, um, and that could support me the most. Um, you know, I felt like, what what could a book do? What could you know? Uh, what could a counselor really do? I just have to figure this out on my own, and you know, I kind of strapped up for the challenge and, and really did think I could uh, take it all on, on my own. And I soon realized that that's not a good way to go about it. Um, and I tried to push it away and focus on my school and, and myself, but it only kept crawling back uh, to kind of bite me. And so very soon after I I did uh, turn to a counselor and, uh, you know, week after week trying to unravel everything in my head and, and everything I was thinking Thoughts, you know, feelings, uh, emotions, everything in between, Um, because I I knew that I wasn't myself. I knew that I was headed in the wrong direction, uh, kind of mentally, and that I needed to do something or else um, it was going to start to become really dangerous.
0: What do you mean by become dangerous, Ethan?
1: You know, after after a while, I uh, didn't realize where I was truly at, I lied to myself a lot of, of how happy I was, how normal. I think I tried to force myself into this idea that, hey, everything's okay. Life is good. Uh, you got a few things here uh, that are kind of tripping you up. But, you know, one by one, as things started to, to pile on with the divorce, Aiden's accident, it it caused me to, um, to really stop performing well in school. Um, I, you know, didn't really take care of myself was really watching out for myself um and uh, in my second year as I continued to let myself dwindle um and not really take some action to get myself back on track um, I hit rock bottom and uh with that rock bottom uh it, it was a really tough day and that day will stand out forever as the most impactful day of my life Um, because throughout this whole process, throughout that year of coming back and and trying to handle the secret I had and trying to continue doing well in school and and do well socially, uh, physically, I I had very little strength to do so. I was starting to lose sleep. I wasn't eating. Um, And it was tough because this one day uh, that I come back to my rock bottom was a day where I finally had this weird sense of strength um, as I was cooking a meal and I had the kitchen knife weirdly turned towards me. And for this second split second, I thought that I finally had the strength to do something and that this was my only option and that I'm just, I don't want to deal with this anymore there's too much pressure i don't know what life i'm living i don't know who i am i don't know who my family's become and like i said in that split second i i had this rush of strength to um to kind of take that action and thankfully i didn't i dropped it i was you know on the floor crying for a pretty long time and and soon thereafter i realized that you know it's got to change and now from that day um, my life has not been the same, but in a very good way. I haven't ever turned kind of back to that place, um, and it's taught me a lot, uh, to say the least.
0: I, I'm i really in awe of your ability to share that story, to articulate that story. There are so many people who are in your situation, who f- feel hopeless, who, who are, don't know what else to do, and think of of committing suicide and i'm just so incredibly grateful that that you had the strength to not follow through with that and um and i think that it's it's so powerful and it's so powerful the the sense of hopelessness we can't underestimate when we're going through something like this or somebody that we know is going through something this life impacting what that can, can do. So I thank you for sharing that so openly. Mm -hmm. How has dad's admission impacted your relationship with him?
1: At first I wasn't even sure how to uh, approach him at first. I wasn't sure. One of the first thoughts in my head was, does this make him a different person? Um, Is, is he still that same father I've had for the past 18 years. And it took me a while to realize that I was actually now having a relationship with the truest self of my dad. And it really, it really took me a while to get there, to to understand that and believe it. Um, And it took me um, people telling me that, hey, he was living a fake life before, and now he's the true person. Uh, he wanted to be, and once I finally realized that, I was actually able to, f- you know, fully accept him and have a stronger relationship than I did with him, um, in those first 18 years, uh, and so, of course, it was, like I said, tough in the beginning, but I, uh, I agree that it made my relationship with him,
0: um, much stronger.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did his, his being gay ever cause you to question if you're gay?
1: Absolutely. Uh, one of the toughest first initial thoughts was, um, let, me, let me step back, uh, as I grew up uh, throughout the years, there was a lot of similarities between me and my father, whether it was the actual, you know, physical appearance, our eye color, our <laughs> smile, our laugh, or whatnot. Um, and some things I like to call Matt-isms, um, you know, I always wanted to answer the phone like him, I wanted to drive like him, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to be like him, uh, he was, he was my hero and father figure to, to look up to, uh, as I was growing up, and so the hardest part was trying to understand, was I learning all of this, um, from somebody who's gay or not gay, does that mean that because I do a lot of things like him or we have, you know, similar appearances, uh, that, does that mean I'm gay? Uh, I had never really, you know, people coming out, uh, in the, especially in the Seattle area was, was a, becoming a common thing. So I wasn't too uncomfortable with that subject, but, uh, there was also a lot of, um, void in the knowledge I had about what that truly meant was, is it a genetic thing? Is it something that, you're uh, born with, or you wake up one day and you just know. So especially when I wasn't talking to a counselor and I was trying to battle these thoughts on my own, um, you know, like, for example, like sitting in class and having these crazy thoughts of, does that mean that I'm gay too? And so there were definitely a lot of thoughts and it took me, you know, being able to talk to a counselor and and really understanding myself to say whether or not, Uh, you know, I was gay or not, so.
0: Tell me how you've grown over the last three years.
1: Over the past three years, I think, if I could use one word, it would be strength. Um, That was a thing that had me at rock bottom. um, And that's been the thing that I've used as my uh, tool to kind of bring me from that rock bottom to where I'm at today. Um, And it, it took a while to get out of that hole um, and to, to really get myself to the point where I could uh, continue to grow and get back to who I was. Uh, but over the past three years, I have grown and, and built that strength uh, through really finding myself. Um, I think with my dad coming out, it, it really prompted me to say, hey, who am I? Uh, figuring out you know, what truly matters to me. Um, I had lived a lot of my life doing, thing for, doing things for other people. Um, and not always for myself. And so, part of you know my dad coming out and showing me that he's doing things for himself, following what he wants to do, I started to do the exact same thing in my life. Um, whether it was you know choosing the major I truly wanted, or uh, choosing the music or the clothes you know I really wanted to wear. And so, uh, there was a lot of strength that had been also dawned on me due to my dad coming out and showing me. Um, just how fearless you have to be with life,
0: you've grown so much, and there are so many moments that I just feel so much pain and so much guilt for what you boys went through at such young ages. You know, you boys were fourteen, sixteen, and eighteen years old when Dad came out, and it absolutely was devastating to me just the the chaos in our lives that happened after that yet I look at you and I see the person that you've become and you have these incredible aspects of growth that you you wouldn't have necessarily undergone had it not been for this situation. And one of the things that's so important to me is I've been um, on this journey the past three years with the three of you and of course with dad is finding the meaning behind all of this, and, and it's propelled us all in very different directions than we had expected, yet to what you've just spoken to, some incredible growth. And, and um, so as I think about that growth and, and the, the beautiful things that have come out of the last three years, what's the biggest gift of this journey for you?
1: The biggest gift would, would definitely be um, the confidence I've gained. Uh, within myself, you know, seeing how confident my dad could be showed me that, you know, I was definitely never a very confident person uh, going through the ranks of middle school, high school, uh, and even early on in college. Uh, and so winning and earning that confidence um, has has helped me immensely because it's allowed me to push myself into a lot, you know, positions in life and, and give myself opportunity that I would have never had had I still been in kind of that same position
0: early on in college. Your confidence shines through and I'm so proud of that, Ethan. Thank you. What advice do you have for parents who are preparing to tell their children? Well, um,
1: it's never easy. Um, I think that if I had to um, give them some advice, it would be to tell their kids that, you know, what they're thinking and what will happen after uh, a parent can come out is normal. And the emotions you're feeling are normal. Um, and in a lot of ways, you know, uh, I, with this experience, I would have never experienced those emotions and those emotions kind of experiencing and going through those emotions have, like I said, caused me to grow and become a much stronger person. So, um, learning to help your kids find the ability to, to deal with, those emotions, whether it's through counseling or whether it's through, um, you know, one-on-one parent conversations and whatnot, it's it's all about having the discussion to make it a lot more normal and to try and answer all of the confusion that can swirl around a child's head.
0: Mm-hmm. As we think about how parents can be helping their children, what was the most challenging aspect of of your journey and what you went through, Ethan?
1: The most challenging aspect would have been being so far away. Um, I think that was the hardest part where I felt like so much was happening back home. So much change was occurring. I would come home uh, each break and I would see how much different it would be. Um, And I felt like the change that was occurring uh, throughout each time I would come home for break was, you know, dramatically um greater than any change I'd experienced being at home those first 18 years uh including the biggest change of all was when I um came home my uh, second year at Purdue uh the house had already been cleaned out and had been sold uh and that was a very difficult thing for me to see coming home um I think another big piece um, throughout this whole process that made my college experience much different than what I had kind of expected for uh, would have been coming to the realization and understanding that I had um, an anxiety disorder and uh, depression, of course. Um, And that had caused me to uh, switch out of uh, my dream major, which was uh, the professional flight program at Purdue. Um, and from there I had to kind of, you know, let go of my dream, uh, to be in the cockpit due to what was going on, uh, in my own cockpit or my head. Uh, and I had to, you know, go out and find a major that made me as happy as I could. And it took me a while to, uh, find the right major and, and come to a place where, um, I could feel like I was living the dream and, and be happy again.
0: Tell me a little bit about your. You made it through two years at Purdue. Tell me what what you decided to do after completing that second year.
1: Yeah, and uh, I was, you know, another really hard decision in my life that I've had to make, where I chose to uh, withdraw myself from Purdue University um, after leaving the major of, of flight and and not really uh, kind of finding another major that fit. what I wanted to do Um, so I decided to come home
0: Um,
1: also you know primarily for the reason that I felt like I was too far away Um, there was too much going on back at home where you know almost 2200 miles um, created such a barrier that I felt like I wasn't able to live my life um, in the healthiest manner being all the way over there Uh, And so I decided to come home and and it's been, like I said, one of the most difficult decisions I've had to make, but has turned into one of the greatest decisions uh, I've chosen to make. And um, now that I'm at Western Washington University, which is uh, much closer to home, um, I've been able to be around and through that process, um, being kind of with my family through this chaotic adventure um, has made it a lot easier for
0: myself to also get through that. So as you're thinking about yourself, and I, I I think that that's fantastic, Ethan, that you, you took such a different path. You know, you, you left, you left Bellevue thinking you were going to Purdue to become an airline pilot and life intervened unexpectedly. And what you did by um, pulling out of Purdue, taking six months off and, and reapplying closer to home and now being so happy and so you're in such a great spot for you. It just really illustrates the ability for life to fall apart as we know it. And, and we can create a new life and we can create a new path. And you've done that so successfully. What advice would you have for other people children in your same situation who learn that one of their parents is gay. I think
1: for me, the biggest piece of advice I would give is to not do what I did and wait to talk to somebody, and more specifically, a professional um, you know, counselor, psychiatrist, uh, anyone who has an experience with talking uh, with people through this. Um, I, I will say, I think I was probably the first... Uh, or, you know, one of the very few cases my counselor had ever um, had where, you know, my dad had come out and uh, this is, you know, my new family. So, what I will say is um, not everybody is going to be as, you know, trained to know exactly what to do in this situation, um, but they're trained to have those discussions. And I think the biggest piece for me to take me out of all of the chaos going on in my head. Was the fact that you know, the counselor had told me that my thoughts are normal. This, this is all should be expected, and that you should be experiencing these emotions. I remember I went through counseling for a few weeks, and I kind of just you know kept slowly peeling off um, kind of the problem and and what I was going through. And I remember getting to one session where. My counselor just said, "All right, this is it you're just getting everything out because you're not holding back everything's got to be on the table and from there, um, a lot of after a lot of tears shed, that was the part where I started to finally feel like I was letting go of all these um, troubling and confusing thoughts that had been stuck inside, and you know the sooner you can do that uh, the better um, having discussions is is really, um, I see as, you know, kind of the, the best way to, to get through this.
0: Absolutely. So you just mentioned something about our new family and we definitely have redefined ourselves as a new family. And that was one of the things that was so important to dad and I, that you all know and feel that we are still a family. We look different. We are certainly unconventional, although, these days I'm not sure what is, quote unquote, a traditional family anymore. What do you love most about our new family?
1: What I love most is it it feels uh, very much like, you know, these these past few years have definitely uh, felt very different, but as we are coming back together, it's starting to feel a lot like the, the good old days before uh, Dad had come out. Even though it's a different label, uh, we may look a little different. Um, it it feels like we're able to come back together uh, as a family of five. And it it breaks my heart seeing this huge trend of divorce, you know, currently going on in the world, especially where I see it close to home, where uh, basically maybe one or two friends of mine have parents that are actually still together. And so it breaks my heart to see parents that aren't able to communicate or parents that aren't able to be in the same room as one another. And so the fact that we're able to come together and have family dinners every once in a while, um, and kind of share that feeling of, of uh, of what it was like uh, one day. Um, it, it makes me really happy.
0: It makes me happy too. We were out last night celebrating your twenty second birthday, and I woke up this morning thinking how happy I am that we can get together as a family and have so much fun together, and be able to support or be able to celebrate these great moments birthdays graduations and so i'm really thankful uh, and that's one of the things that i love most ethan as well tell me about your greatest hope Ooh,
1: uh greatest hope i i gotta say i really am eager to see people become more comfortable and more open to the idea of you know mixed orientation marriages people coming out um I think we've, we've grown as a society um, a lot more comfortable to the idea of you know, people who are gay, people who are transgender um, and, and whatnot. And so I think kind of that next stage is, is putting that onto the, the family aspect of where a parent might come out and um, be, be gay halfway through their marriage or while the kids are still in school. And so I hope that it becomes a lot easier Um, And more understandable for people I think since we were one of really the the first examples of this in our area it was I'm sure as you can attest uh, with your friends kind of a shock and it it created this almost elephant in the room that I hope will one day go away um, for those who are living in those those families.
0: Where do you turn to for inspiration? I
1: am a bit of a unique guy because although there are some Heavy quotes and whatnot out there that uh, can really inspire somebody. Uh, I'm not quite like that. I tried a lot of the books and uh, turning to podcasts or uh, different uh, articles for inspiration, but what I found is that it's very hard to um, inspire myself when I don't totally believe it. So I had to figure out how am I going to inspire myself. And one day I realized after talking with the counselor that hey, I'm, I'm still alive. That was, that was a goal for a good couple of weeks was just like, you know, as we were getting closer to uh, a break uh, in school, I just, I was like, okay, you're just feeding yourself. You're getting to as many classes as you can, doing whatever it takes just to stay alive. Um, and so I realized that, hell, if I can come back from those days where I didn't know or didn't want to uh, see what tomorrow looked like. It's, it's inspired me that every single day I get further and further away from that place. Um, and I'm able to look back and know that I'm a completely different person, I'm a much stronger person. Um, and through that, it, each and every day continues to inspire me as I get further and further away from that point.
0: Well, you are incredibly inspiring to me thank you <laughs> ethan is there anything that we haven't covered that you would like people to know
1: i think we've covered it um i probably mentioned it a couple times but i you know, i definitely want to make sure um you know kids out there or anybody else who's in any kind of similar position as as i was, and still am that um you know there may not always be answers but there's a discussion to be had um and there may there may not always be uh, a lot of particularly good people for those discussions, um, such as people who've been in that uh, same position, like I mentioned. My friends at the beginning were super supportive with the divorce aspect. They had no idea how to approach the aspect of my dad coming out. And so I, I just you know want to give that advice again and, and treat it as a call to action to anybody who's in this position to go and have those discussions. It only gets easier... As you uh, start to discuss, you might take a couple steps back here and there as you approach a concept that unravels to be even more confusing. Um, but you're continuing to get one step closer to kind of solving this puzzle that seems very obscure in the beginning. Um, you know, and I, I want all the listeners out there to know that you know I myself uh, would love to have any discussion. Um, I I wish I could have had somebody um, like myself as I was going through this to talk to and just say, hey. I'm thinking about this. Is this like weird or is this completely normal? Because um, a, a lot of it comes down to just normalizing your thoughts and understanding that what you're going through happens to others and that you'll get through it and uh, life will go back to being as normal as it
0: can be. That is fantastic advice. Thank you. <laughs> I am so incredibly proud of you. I thank you so much for bearing your soul for being so open for not holding back on any of the questions that I've asked. You are such a courageous young man and you are a bright shining star for others who are following in your footsteps.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, share some insight on on what I've gone through. I know that uh, there's so much insight to have have had with your stories and what you've gone through. And I'm really excited to share that perspective from uh, the kids' point of view and and hope that there's some out there in this position listening and and knowing that they're not the only one.
0: Thanks for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share an unexpected launch with a friend. Aidan Duncan produced this episode and composed the music.